Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. What a great week in New York, and it was great to see everyone at our New Voices Under 30 event on Tuesday and our 40 Under 40 gala on Wednesday night at Chelsea Piers. Such great energy in the room both evenings, and it was great to see the sports business be together. This is your morning buzzcast for a very busy Friday, November 19th. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. Let's start with the EPL. NBC stepped up big time and has retained rights to the Premier League, paying almost three times more than its previous deal to continue as the exclusive U.S. rights holder. NBC will pay $2.6 billion over six years per sources of our John Oran, and that is a massive $430 million annual payout that reportedly shocked Premier League insiders who didn't expect such a big payday. NBC currently pays more than $150 million a year for EPL rights, and now they will pay north of $430 million a year. The latest bids were submitted on Thursday morning, and Premier League executives called U.S. media companies early on Thursday afternoon to tell them of the outcome, according to John Oran. NBC obviously sees great value in keeping the Premier League, which has been a big driver of subscriptions to its Peacock streaming service and a very popular Saturday and Sunday morning programming vehicle. Remember, NBC didn't renew with the NHL earlier in the year, so it had some money to spend to pursue the Premier League aggressively. A surprise in the second round of bidding was that Warner Media put forth a very competitive bid, according to John Oran. And that, of course, is because Warner Media, whose merger with Discovery is expected to be approved next year, is looking to be aggressive in the sports rights space. And it put forth an aggressive bid. And there was a report by noted media observer Jim Miller that Warner and Fox teamed up on a bid that was actually higher than NBC's. But NBC ended up winning the day. CBS and ESPN also put forth a very competitive bid. But at the end, the big winner is the Premier League, which sees a huge increase in its annual rights fee. And this also continues to show the appeal and the value of live sports rights. And it should bode well for the other sports rights in play from Major League Soccer to the Big Ten. So overall, a very positive news story for the value of live sports rights. Let's shift to the NFL because a huge story from Art Ben Fisher yesterday about the pending St. Louis case facing the league. Fisher reported that Rams owner Stan Kroenke has threatened to cut his own deal 
with the plaintiffs in St. Louis who are suing the NFL over the Rams' move to Los Angeles. Now, such a deal by Stan Kroenke would mean the rest of the NFL and its teams would be on their own when a trial begins. Now, Kroenke's attorneys wrote the league and said that Stan Kroenke will go forward and cut his own deal unless the league promises to spread the final settlement or judgment across the whole league and not just have Kroenke pay any settlement or damages. Now, Kroenke could be trying to put into question or litigate the indemnification agreement the other team owner said he agreed to when he moved the Rams. Remember, he said he wanted approval to move the Rams, but he would pick up the cost of any legal actions. Outside of indemnification, another view is that Stan Kroenke is seeking to pressure league attorneys into more aggressive settlement talks by convincing the other owners that they may be personally exposed in a trial no matter what they've been told by him previously. Bottom line is this litigation, NFL versus St. Louis, is getting very damaging for the league and it threatens to cause real rift and real strain among ownership. I can't stress enough how important this case is to the NFL. On Wednesday night, it was good to see Oakview Group's Tim Laiwicki and his daughter, Francesca Laiwicki-Bodie, at 40 Under 40. Tim was talking about the mad dash to get UBS Arena ready for its opener on Saturday night. Now, it's been a full court press to get that venue ready. Remember, the Islanders have been on the road for weeks to allow the building to get finished. But the Islanders will host the Flames Saturday night at the opening of UBS Arena before a sellout of 17500 So today, on Friday, they're doing almost a soft launch. About 5,000 guests will attend a test for the building. It's a charity event and a concert. They will do this today to work out some of the kinks before the full opener on Saturday evening. But make no mistake, they are still finalizing details as we do the buzzcast and will likely continue to have fixes and upgrades and changes to the building even after Saturday's opening. The buzz on this building is very, very positive. And for the Islanders, it represents a stunning new home after the Nassau Coliseum and the Barclays Center. Tim Laiwicki and the developer really tried to preserve the intimate nature of the Nassau Coliseum, especially with the low ceiling that is almost identical in height to that of the Nassau Coliseum, and that should ensure a rowdy, raucous environment within the UBS arena. So quite a run for Oakview Group and the Liwickies, which opened Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle a month ago and now open UBS arena this weekend. You know, we talked about the Tampa Bay Rays and their plans to continue to push for a split season between Tampa and Montreal. Well, Major League Baseball's executive council heard a formal presentation of the Montreal season sharing plan from Rays officials, but took no action at the owners' meetings that concluded yesterday in Chicago. Now, this isn't necessarily seen as a negative to not take action, but it was portrayed as the eight-owner executive council needing more time to deal with other issues, such as negotiations for a new CBA. So the topic of the Rays splitting a season certainly will be revisited again, The council could have given the Rays permission to go from exploring the plan to pursuing it, but again, they took no action. Rays owner Stu Sternberg said the council could take action by next month. 
Now, this news comes as three prominent Tampa business groups came out to support the Rays' proposed split of Tampa and Montreal. So that was surprising. That included the Tampa Bay Chamber, and it could indicate that there is some support beginning to grow for this split season for the Rays. For all you film buffs, the film King Richard opens today, and that tells the story of how Richard Williams developed daughters Venus and Serena into tennis champions. The film opens today across the country, and the movie is actually getting very positive buzz. A few of the reviews I've read this morning call the film a very positive portrayal of Richard Williams. That shouldn't be a surprise considering both Venus and Serena are signed on as producers of the film. Will Smith's portrayal of Richard Williams is also getting very good reviews. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has a 93% ranking, a very high ranking from critics. The New York Times today called it old-fashioned entertainment, and a sports drama that is an appealing, socially alert story of perseverance and up-by-the-bootstraps pursuit of excellence. So if you go see King Richard this weekend, please let me know what you think. I'm going to try to check it out as well. Finally, let's end around people. Three executive moves this week, all women getting very key roles in the sports business. First, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren continues to put his team together at the conference, and he was very bullish on hiring a leader to oversee women's basketball. Well, he's done that. The Big Ten has hired Megan Kahn as vice president of women's basketball. That is the conference's first senior-level position dedicated specifically to growing women's basketball. Now, her charge is to expand the conference's women's basketball programs, operations, the brand, and initiatives. Now, Khan was previously executive director and CEO of the nonprofit We Coach, and before that, she was Atlantic 10 associate commissioner. Let's shift to an NFL team. The Los Angeles Rams have turned to a social media platform to hire the team's first chief commercial officer. Yes, the Rams hired Twitter Vice President of Global Content Partnerships, Jennifer Prince, as the team's first chief commercial officer. She will oversee sponsorship sales, activation, strategy, along with commercialization of its media business. Jennifer Prince starts on December 1st. She will report to COO Kevin Demoff, but a very interesting hire by the Rams looking to Twitter for its first commercial officer. And finally, this move was announced earlier in the week, but it's a big move for Playfly Sports, which is a very interesting company that was started by Michael Schreiber, who is a longtime media executive. I spoke to him a few weeks ago in New York at our Media Innovators Summit, and he has some very ambitious plans. This week, Playfly Sports hired WNBA COO Christy Hedgepeth as president of Playfly Sports Properties. So Christy Hedgepeth will oversee the company's high school, collegiate, and multimedia rights properties. That includes notable college properties like LSU, USC, Maryland, Michigan State, Auburn, and others. So Playfly, very, very active now in the collegiate multimedia space. Christy Hedgepeth will be based in New York and report to Playfly COO Craig Sloan. 
So that is your morning buzzcast. Before I end, I do want to put a plug. Our Deal Makers in Sports Conference in New York City, December 1st, we have landed Tom Werner to speak. I'll be doing an interview with him at Deal Makers in Sports, and we certainly know how Fenway Sports Management has been in the news lately. Tom Werner is always a good listen. I hope to see you in New York on December 1st. You can register today on our website. If you have any questions, let me know. We would love to see you at Deal Makers and sports on December 1st. So that is your morning buzzcast for Friday, November 19th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you on Monday. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.